This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Now, Fight Back with Libby Snymer on Zoomer Radio. Good afternoon and welcome. You've probably wondered if your favorite restaurant will survive the pandemic. And what about family members and friends who work in the industry? Restaurants Canada has come out with a sobering study of the situation. It estimates that 800,000 food service jobs have already been lost across the country. One in 10 have already closed permanently, and another 18% will shut their doors in a month if this continues, which means for those businesses, the government help will come too late. The money from the wage subsidy Ottawa has unveiled won't flow for about six weeks. So let me give you the numbers to call if you have questions or comments about this. 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-740-4740. Right now, I'm joined by James Roulette, Vice President for Central Canada at Restaurants Canada, and Kevin McDougall of We Cater to You, a family-run catering service here in Toronto, and he also has one of our favorite lunch places here in Liberty Village, Merci, mon ami. Hi, how are you both? Uh, fine, thanks for having me. Okay, um, let's start with you, Kevin. Uh, can you give us an idea of how much, I mean, and you do take out, which is allowed, how much has your business dropped and, and what about your staff? Uh, we've unfortunately had to lay uh, half of our team off at the moment. We do have a catering portion of our business which has maintained uh, some of our staff, but if we were to rely on retail traffic or walk-in traffic only, we'd probably be, be closed right now. The, the uh, retail portion of the business is down about 95%. Uh, some days we don't sell anything uh, due to working from home or stay at home. We are a lunchtime establishment, so most of our traffic is lunchtime uh, people walking um, so, so it's, uh, you know, even though you're, obviously you do take out, we get take out from there, but, yeah. but people aren't coming to work and therefore your, your sales are down and your catering business is still okay. Correct. Yeah. We, uh, the takeout portion of the business, uh, like I said, there's not much walk-in traffic or people walking around. So that is down the catering. We flip to, um, we always have done box lunches. Uh, individually box lunches that uh, typically were labeled with the ingredients of the box and uh, coloring in the box so people would just take it, making larger meetings easier. But we've modified that slightly now to do uh, names on the boxes. So it's individually named with uh, their the person's uh, ingredient side. And then when it gets to their office, which is bagged, uh, they take it less touches. So we're trying to avoid uh, contamination, any cross contamination, anybody touching as little as possible. Okay, uh, let's bring in James Roulette. Uh, so, uh, tell me a bit about your survey. Those are huge numbers that you put out. Yeah, it's, we knew the industry was it was dire in the industry, but uh, these are pretty stark numbers we're seeing. 
Uh-huh. And uh, you think, uh, you know, how close are so many restaurants, uh, you know, to the edge that, that you've had so many close already permanently? Well, I think we had a compounding uh, uh, issue is that it was a long winter. People were, were you know, you, you collect bills over the winter and you look forward to things like St. Patrick's Day and the opening of patio season to pay a lot of those bills. And then when that doesn't happen and then you, you only see that you're going to have expenses uh, in the next month or so, I think a lot of people say, I just, I can't dig out of this hole. So um, I think that's what you're seeing right now is uh, one in 10 have said, I don't think I can go on. And uh, a further 18% say, uh, I don't, I might not make it another month. Um, okay. Um, yesterday, the government unveiled a, a, a rescue package for all businesses. Uh, it's a wage subsidy of up to 75% uh, to a maximum of $58,000, but that money won't flow for six weeks. What's your reaction to that, James? Well, that helps. Uh, you know, it's something you could look forward to if you're open. Uh, over half the restaurants are currently closed, so they would have no wages to subsidize anyway. Um, so, but, yeah, every little bit helps. Um, I think what we're really looking for is some immediate help uh, to get capital flowing so that a lot of these places can pay their bills and, and maintain the uh, the business until they're allowed to reopen. Mm-hmm. Have you been in touch with that? Because, uh, I mean, I think the problem is, you know, these programs, normally they would take months, if not years, to set up. I, I don't know if they have the wherewithal to get it moving much faster. No, that's true. We understand. And uh, there there's also a couple of loan programs that they're they're looking to guarantee loans for restaurants that uh that are willing to uh um take out loans to to keep the business afloat. Um that looks like it can flow a little faster, but yeah, it's it's the nature. Um we understand it takes time. It's just unfortunately we don't have a lot of time to play with. Mhm. Kevin is there anything that's coming out of Ottawa that could help you out in your situation, either the wage su- subsidy or uh, loans being made available? Uh, the wage subsidy, obviously, like James said, uh, it does help a little. Everything helps because uh, we are dependent on cash flow. The deferred uh, tax collection, that was uh, that's a major help, just be able to keep cash flow going. And obviously, uh, like James was just saying, loans, if there was loans available or became easily available because with restaurants, loans are not that easy because it's a high-risk industry, so banks don't typically like to lend money to restaurants. So if there was a leniency towards that to keep cash flow going, it would be a lot more helpful. What have you seen among your neighbors? I mean, this is usually a a vibrant neighborhood. A lot of young people here. People like to go out, uh, you know, and I, I, from what I see, there are a lot of people who also live in the neighborhood and and they don't seem to be much into home cooking. They like takeout. Yeah, correct. Typically, people are eating out a lot here. Sorry, just a little feedback. Okay. Uh, you... but, uh, now, uh, recently, there's not much traffic walking by, uh, even residential. They're staying in following the government uh, wishes. Uh-huh. And um, have is is there a time frame? I mean, we, we heard yesterday from the mayor sort of expect this to last 12 weeks. Um, how how um, how would you get through this 12 if it is 12 weeks? I don't know. It's going to be tough for myself, but uh, for other restaurants that have closed completely, it's going to be 
very difficult. Mm-hmm. Um, James Roulette, have you have you done any figuring on on how to help your um, your your members? I mean, twelve twelve weeks is is what they're saying, at least in Toronto. Yeah, well, that's that's the problem. Is right now we're we're constantly re rerunning the numbers based on what the new scenario is day to day. But yeah, we we see even your bigger chains. I think are going to start showing strain. Um, they may be heavily, heavily leveraged. They may have a lot, they, uh, they typically have a lot higher rents. And, uh, I think you're going to see a lot more strain quickly. I don't know uh, what can be done in the very short term, but, uh, hopefully enough people are able to stick it out, uh, using some of those, uh, tax deferrals that uh, were mentioned, uh, to keep cash flow until the, the, uh, the six weeks goes by and we can get some of that other uh, assistance coming in. What about that emergency benefit uh, for the workers? Well, that's great. You know, it's all a big family. I think everyone will tell you that uh, they care uh, deeply about the workers. And most of the people that I talked to when we were first told to close were saying, well, what do I do about my workers? So, you know, it's it's great to see that there's something out there for to help the uh, employees that are out of work. And, uh, you know, we're hoping that they'll they'll be able to keep their heads up out of water, above water as well, so that they can come back and and uh, work in our industry again when when this is all over. But uh, um, yeah, everything helps, and and if you keep money in, it helps the workers. But also, if you keep money in their pockets, hopefully they'll they'll spend it in our restaurants as well. Uh, and again, back to the wage subsidy. I mean, the idea behind the wage subsidy is that you're not laying people off. So, is that at all relevant? Yeah, it is. I've I've talked to some that when after the web wage subsidy, they they were able to hire a few people back. Um, they were trying to get by on as few people as possible, and so now they they did hire a few people back. The other thing that helped in Ontario and a few other problems provinces was when the province agreed to allow uh, liquor uh, delivery and, and takeout with food. Um, I knew a few others that opened because of that. Between those two measures, they they said, okay, I'm going to try and make a go of it. Um, but, you know, sometimes the, the numbers aren't just aren't there and you can't be open at all. And, you know, even 25% of your wage is hard to, uh, it's hard to come up with. Uh, Kevin, so the way this wage subsidy works is that you have to show that that you are down thirty percent compared to the same month last year. Uh, is 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 that something that you'll be able to easily show? I will. Yes. Um, the wage subsidy also dependent on cash flow. If there's no cash flow coming in, it doesn't matter how big the cash the subsidy is. So we need we still need business to be generated, be able to keep the employees on. Uh huh. So, what kind of catering business is is still going? Uh, most of our catering business right now is just to essential workers, so uh, finance, um, some IT infrastructure, basically doing those catered box lunches specifically for individuals, dropping them off. Uh, but that even is dwindling as people are moving to work from home. Okay, let's take a call from Rick and Aurelia. Hi, Rick. Hi there. How are you? Fine. How are you? I'm good. I'm sorry about all this problem that's happening, but I got a couple things to say. Number one is pertaining to the construction business with these condos. All these condos have used the same porta potties all these years. And if you build a new house, 
you have to have the same quarter potty, and they're just finding an excuse not to work. And I think that's a major problem. Like, they, they've they been around forever. And yeah. uh, the second thing I want to say, it's kind of a, a joke. I want to make somebody laugh, because we need a good laugh every now and then, is they got to make haircutting place an essential business, because a lot of people need a haircut. Okay, a lot of people are getting a haircut, particularly in the restaurant business, Rick. I know, uh, I know. I thanks feel for sorry. your... You know, I feel sorry for them, and... I buy as as much as I can off them if I can, so. Okay, Rick, thanks for that. Thank you. Uh, Kevin, uh, are some people nervous about, uh, you know, there are a lot of questions about how to handle takeout containers and all of that. Do you think that's a factor in this? I do. I think that's a big uh, factor where people are not ordering. They're concerned about transfer, uh, how the food is being handled, who's handling it, how we're doing it. Our typical protocols are we have deli gloves that are used for one touch. You use it, touch a product, and dispose it. Um, The bags that we put it in are one use, so we take it and drop it. All of our employees wear gloves through the whole shifts. So I think most restaurants are implementing procedures like this to avoid any transfer or anything there is, but I don't think there is because... Uh, even when we buy our produce at the food terminal, they are going through procedures where you're not allowed in the uh, terminal anymore. So everyone's reducing any transfer, any as much touch as possible. Okay. Uh, James, is there anything else that uh, you are trying to get going for your members so they get through this? Uh, well, rent is the first thing. And we, we had big uh, push uh, problem just a couple t- yesterday um, with people trying to dig up rent um, uh, get just to get by. I think we're going to ha- face that again uh, in a month, um, it, even more so now that people have been at without, uh, without any uh, revenue for six weeks. So uh, if, any, if the governments can do anything on the rent side, uh, I think that's going to be the next major problem. Okay, yeah, I know. I've heard from places that say we, we were okay for this month's rent, but, you know, I don't know if we could do another one. Kevin, uh, before we go, is that an issue for you? If for, for us, it's just cash flow, pretty much to stay afloat. We need that uh, support from our community and customers to keep it coming in. Um, the rent definitely would definitely be a big help, too, because that will be a problem uh, as time goes on for sure okay um good luck to both of you kevin uh, i look forward to uh, some of your delicious lunches uh, we appreciate your time and really all the best of luck to you and james roulette thank you very much for your time thank you for thank your support, you libby and uh, james thanks for all the work you do oh, thanks thanks for uh, you're doing the hard work on the front line so thank you You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.